Hello, everybody. I'm sorry about uh, the lack of audio there, but unfortunately today I am running the show solo. It is not Corey and Luke, it is just Luke. And uh, as such, please be prepared for some technical difficulties as I navigate all of this uh, complex technology here. Right, I hope everybody is having a wonderful day today on this July 22nd. And you are here for Tech Talk Live. Every two weeks we like to have a live show on assistive technology tips and tricks for people with vision impairment. Thank you very much to our returning viewers and I hope that you will enjoy our show today when we will be taking a look at the updates to the eSight 4 electronic wearable uh, device. And uh, to help us navigate these, uh, these new bits of information, we are being joined by Sam Peluso. I hope I said your last name uh, correctly there, Sam, from eSight. Sam, would you like to uh, say, say hello? Of course, you said my name perfectly. Thank you. Oh wow, amazing! Yes, I did not expect to uh, to get that right. So, <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, joining us today, Sam. And how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. That's it's excellent. been a busy morning. I'm mm -hmm. uh, calling from Toronto, Canada, which is where oh, the Eastside headquarters is. Indeed, indeed. And how is the weather there in uh, Toronto? It's been rainy. It's been oh, very, very well, rainy. Okay, well, that's a shame. It's nice and sunny here, so I'll just rub that in your face. And uh, <laughs> but I'm very glad that you could join us today to uh, talk about eSight. Now, we have covered eSight on the show before, but it was a long time ago. It was actually when the eSight 4 uh, first came out, and we got a, uh, a demo uh, of that, and we, uh, we, we looked at it on the show. But I'm glad you're able to join us because um, there are some updates, and I think you'll be able to give us a lot of good information. But before we get there, we do need to cover our normal uh, housekeeping. And uh, so anybody who is uh, on our show today, please do feel free to uh, put into the chat or into the Q&A any questions that you might have as we go along, um, or just any general comments. And we all always enjoy jokes as well. So if you have any jokes, please feel free to put those into the chat or into the Q&A, and we will answer those as we go along. And uh, these uh, shows are also eligible for ACVREP credits. And you can uh, go ahead and get those by visiting uh, vision-forward.org forward slash tech talk live. And from there, you will be able to um, fill out the survey and enter the entrance and the exit codes. And so let's have a look what our entrance code is today. I've actually forgotten what it is, so this is going to be a surprise to me as well. And our entrance code today is electronic. Electronic. So let me just uh, quickly go ahead and put that into the chat here. There we go. Entrance code electronic. So uh, if you do need ACV REP credits, then please do visit um, vision-forward.org forward slash tech talk live. Uh, with that, I think we've probably covered all of the housekeeping there, but we do still have the joke of the day, which uh, we do enjoy doing. And I did get a joke ready just before the show here. And so, uh, Sam, let me ask you a question. Uh, let All me right. tell you about something that I did. I uh, went traveling recently, and uh, I tried to sue the airport because they misplaced my luggage. But oh, no. uh, unfortunately, I lost my case. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's clever. That's a bad one. <laughs> that's clever. Right, it's clever. And if, uh, if you are interested in buying the InFocus uh, joke book, then uh, please don't, because it's full of terrible jokes. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, yes. If anybody else has any better jokes, then please do feel free to, uh, to put them in, in the chat there. Uh, but I think that one's going to be fairly hard to top. All right, so uh, with all of that uh, being said, then I think we can dive into today's show. Um, so first of all, Sam, um, we're going to be talking about the eSight 4 today. Uh, so why don't we start off uh, by you just giving us a bit of information about what the eSight 4 is, um, maybe about uh, the history of eSight as a company and uh, what you do there. Sure, I think that's a great place to start. So, so I'll introduce myself a little bit um, to begin with. I'm Sam and I'm our uh, clinical account specialist uh, here at eSight. Uh, I work with a lot of our patients and I work with a lot of the doctors that work with our device. Um, and so eSight's been around for about 10 years, but the first device didn't really show up um, for people to acquire uh, until probably around 2016 or so. Um, the first device was created by a man named Conrad Lewis. He started engineering it uh, in the late 2000s because he had two sisters with Stargardt's. Uh, Stargardt 
for those unfamiliar, is a condition similar to macular degeneration, where you have a blind spot in the center of your field of view. Uh, Unlike macular degeneration, though, Stargardt generally shows up in users as early as like seven or eight years old or as late as like 25 or 30. Um, and so it's generally a condition that people deal with throughout their lives. So growing up, he had these two sisters. He wanted to create a device that would allow them to be a bit more independent. Um, the first device that he created was similar to a, a scuba helmet. It was a, a huge apparatus. Nice. Um, you had to be tethered uh, to a power pack just to be able to walk around and see things. And over the years, it became smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, eSight 3 was our first very commercial device, um, much, much smaller. Uh, it was uh, written about in Time Magazine at the time because of how far it had come. And uh, it looked much more like a pair of glasses. And it had this long cord that came off to it and a a heavy controller with the batteries in it. Mm -hmm. But it allowed a person to walk around, be mobile, uh, and see things up close or far away. Last summer, we released the eSight 4, which I have here with me today. And we've been updating it steadily ever since um, with software updates that you can download for free over the internet for um, any user that that has purchased the device since then. Now, I'll throw this on and you can see how easy it is for me to put this device on. All I have to do is put it over my head, lower it, and I'm looking right through the screens. And the difference between eSight and a lot of the other devices that are out there is while I'm using this, I still have access to my peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. So I can still see what's going on down at my feet and to my left and right. So I have to worry about somebody bumping into me or me tripping over something. Totally. Um, and uh, and that, uh, that, uh, design, that design ethos has been part of eSight since, uh, since the beginning, or at least since uh, I've been familiar with it. So I was familiar with yeah. the eSight 2 from uh, back in the day. And mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, a somewhat chunky device, I think it would be uh, fair to say. A uh, very large kind of black um, visor yeah. Um, with uh, yeah, kind of a matte finish, but reflective black lenses in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, still same kind of idea. I mean, you've got the, you had the camera in the front, you had the, um, yeah. the, uh, the ambient light detectors, I guess, in the front as well. But um, with that particular one, I remember there was a, a wire that went to a control panel, which was particularly large, so large, in fact, that it required the use of a, uh, a shoulder bag <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to put it in, yes. And uh, yes, you had to uh, put it in the shoulder bag <clears throat> and then you could access the uh, magnification controls and, and exactly. things like that um, through there. Yeah. So I, I do remember that. But even with that, um, with that particular device, um, it still had the bioptic tilt and the open mm-hmm. design. Um, so eSight uh, from the start has definitely uh, been uh, kind of creating devices which are designed to allow you to, to walk with or be mobile with, which not a lot of other manufacturers um, do. So I would say that's definitely one of their, uh, or one of your unique uh, kind of selling points. Yeah, so I, and that was the creator's whole idea behind the machine is the Stargardt like macular degeneration, it affects central vision, but often users have intact peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wanted a device that wouldn't block that out, that, um, you know, that wouldn't prevent his sister's ability to walk around or, um, you know, go to the grocery store or just navigate around their own houses. So he wanted a machine that they could wear and still walk around. So yeah, that eSight 2 controller, it was designed, I think, originally for just to be mounted on a table. Um, right. <laughs> and the shoulder bag came a little bit later. Right, 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 right. right. But uh, yeah, it, people wanted it wireless. So eventually we managed to engineer uh, this to be wireless and yes. I'll, I'll show up close here mm-hmm. um, as as Luke mentioned there's a camera on the front of this and on the inside there are two screens mm-hmm. and these screens can shift left and right uh, just to fit everybody's head since everybody's heads are different sizes and then there's a little nose guard so there's no uncomfortable pressure on your nose <clears throat> and the battery of this device is right on the back and uh the eSight 4 actually comes with two of these batteries um each of these lasts around uh between two and three hours 
uh, know, depending so on what pretty, you're doing with the device. It's pretty uh, remarkable the the evolution of the the eSight um, device. Yeah. And uh, one of the things about eSight, which um, has always been good, is that um, you have designed custom hardware, mm -hmm. um, so it is specifically designed for you know for the purpose, um, which uh, you know isn't always the case with um, with wearables on the market uh, at the moment. And so uh, it's been interesting to see the evolution of the design from uh, the two to the three, which was really yeah. like a really big leap itself. Um, yes, it was still tethered, but the remote um, was actually more like a, a remote, you know, yeah. uh, like something you might use for your TV in size. And right. uh, the visor was like way smaller. And then with the eSight 4, I personally think it's the, the smartest uh, design yet. Um, it's really pretty cool because, yeah. I mean, obviously it is hands-free, which is, which is really good. Um, but uh, also there's just a lot of little things about it which um, are really impressive, like the Halo band, which I'm sure you'll talk about a bit. Um, but the way that that um, is adjustable and fits is really smart. And you just show the batteries there and um, it's really cool, yeah, how easy it is to take those out. Like you say, it comes with two, and you can just literally pull them out. There's not even like a catch or anything. When they're in there, yeah. they're secure. Um, but you can just pull them out. And the, the other cool thing about them is they can go in either way around. And yeah. so, it, you know, it's just super easy to swap out the batteries because I think each one lasts for like four hours um, about. Is, is that what you said? Yeah. Um, it's between two and three. Depends on, it depends on what okay, you're doing. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. So, so um, you know, if you want to go for uh, like a full day or whatever, then just the ability to swap those out is, is really neat. And I guess yeah. uh, when you take out one battery, um, then you can put it onto charge. Uh, while you're using the other battery and just exactly. keep on swapping back and forth. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. long does it so take to, to charge to charge those? Uh, it takes about the same amount of time to okay. use them, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. to charge them. So like yeah. three yeah. hours to use, three hours to charge is about standard. Um, and so, yeah, if you're like in the office and you're trying to use your device like all day, then you can definitely be charging one while you're using the other. But if you're doing something like, um, I don't know, you're going to a sporting event or um, you're traveling and you're not going to be around an outlet for a long period of time, you can mm -hmm. get extra batteries. So um, we're, there, there's actually a doctor that works with us who uses eSight herself. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when she's running around the clinic, she doesn't have time to charge all of her batteries. So she has like four uh, and she'll just like swap them out. She usually like two or three will get her through the day, but she's just nice. got extras for what she needs. Now, is she, is she doing any uh, kind of like, okay, let me backtrack a second. I had a client one time, and uh, she was a medical student, mm -hmm. and um, she came in, um, I, I forget what her, what her um, vision loss was caused by, but she was low vision. She came in to look at wearables to help her with suturing, because that's something that she had to do in order to get yeah. to her course. And... Um, so she br she brought in some like fake flesh that I guess they used <laughs> to practice on, and she brought in her, in her suturing kit, and we practiced. Um, well, I say we. I was just sitting there watching her, but she right. practiced uh, suturing with a wearable, um, which was pretty remarkable. So uh, That's was is this, doc this doctor is this doctor are they doing anything like that, or is it more just like general practitioner type of stuff? I think it's more GP stuff. But okay, yeah, I, I don't think she does much suturing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at this point in her career. But uh, yeah, a common use for like eSight is for things like sewing, which isn't yeah. that different from suturing, I suppose. No, very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think the challenge with trying to do that type of thing with a wearable is always going to be like the depth of field. Yeah. Um, because obviously when you zoom in, your sense of how far away things are is yeah. kind of changed. So you have to learn to use a, a combination of your touch as well as your vision um, to, to yeah. let you do that. But it's really, it's amazing what people can adapt to. Yeah. Um, if it, anybody... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it does take a little bit of getting used to your right yeah, because yeah, sure, you'll sure, notice sure. there is there is only one camera on this. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, a depth of field and depth perception is a little bit different. So yes, something that yes. we do at eSight is anybody who purchases it um, actually gets paired up with one of our coaches. Mm -hmm. So we've got six people that work on our team that are all low vision eSight users themselves. And so they Excellent. had to go through the learning process at one point and now they're helping other people learn. So that we've got this whole like training course uh, and most people, you get five coaching sessions. Most people only need like one or two just because mm -hmm. the device isn't very hard to learn. Yeah, but for yeah. those things like, like, all right, I need to practice, you know, picking things up and putting things down because my depth perception is different. We've got a coach to like walk people through that. Yeah. And uh, those uh, sessions, do those, those come included in the price or are they a separate thing? Yeah. 
Yeah, those are included. It, like I said, it comes with five. Most people yeah. only need yeah. like one or two. Um, okay. For the folks that need extra, you can get more, but few people do. Okay, and uh, in terms of those then, um, are the trainers able to access the camera of the headset um, to see what the user's seeing? Um, is that a thing or? Yes, they are. Um, okay. Uh, if the device is connected to Wi-Fi, sure, uh, sure, sure. what can happen is we can we can uh, enter in like the ID number of that device, and the user will get a notification on their screen um, asking them to to give permission. Okay. Uh, and then if they hit yes, then the coach will will then be able to see what the user is seeing. Yeah, so that's definitely it, helpful when it comes to training for sure. Yeah, it, it is very helpful when it comes to training. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the average age of our users is sixty five. Um, so I've I've worked with children as young as uh, seven years old who are learning the device, mm -hmm. uh, and I've worked with people as old as ninety five um, awesome. who are who are you know, just learning the ropes of it. And yeah, so we've yeah. got all ranges of skill levels. And mm. obviously, you know, the, those seven-year-olds uh, don't need quite the same amount of training as probably the 95-year-olds. The sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although I have, but, met, I have met a lot of very savvy 95-year-olds as well. Course. So <laughs> you never know. You oh, never boy. know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've worked, yeah. usually the 95-year-olds that, that wear this device are uh, you know, very, very talented individuals. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so you say that um, it, it suits a number of different age ranges. Why don't you show us the halo band and how that can adapt yeah. to different head sizes? So you saw me lifting it up and down before, and I'll show that again in a second. But uh, the bulk of this device is this halo here, mm -hmm. and there's a wheel up at the front of it. And I can rotate this, and I can change. I can make, you can see I can make this quite small. Mm -hmm. um, or... I can turn the wheel again, and it gets larger than I would need it. Yeah, so totally. yeah. it's designed to fit almost every head, and there are ways that we can adjust it even further. Um, uh, if we meet a user that is outside of this range, either too small mm -hmm. or too, or their head is too large, there are some other adjustments that we can make uh, prior to sending a, a unit out. Um, okay. So, but once you have the device set. Um, I'm wearing this right over my glasses. This is a distance mm -hmm. prescription, and it just mm -hmm. comes right here over the glasses that I already have. That's something that we changed from eSight 3. With eSight yes. 3, we had to make custom glasses for the person. Mm -hmm. um, but now you could just bring your own glasses. And I can also slide this forwards and backwards. So I can make the visor farther away, or I yeah. can move it back yeah. so it's up closer. Yeah. Um, and I can get it really right up against my glasses. And while it's there, all I have to do is I can just tilt it up. I can yeah. see underneath it. And then when I need yeah. it, I can just peek up or I can point it back down. It's, a, it's extremely uh, adjustable for sure. Yeah. Um, so you've got, the, you've got the width of the halo, number one. You've got the uh, kind of positioning of the, um, the visor kind of forward and backward. And then you've got the visor itself tilts up and down, but it's also on arms which go up and down as well. So there's all these all these, all these different degrees of movement. And I think that's really important because you yeah. want to get it as fitted, fitted as closely to your eyes as you can because that will give you the widest field of view. Mm -hmm. um, so having all those different degrees of adjustability really does uh, help with that. And like you said, um, with previous e-sites, e you needed those uh, prescription inserts, which yeah. just added a little bit of kind of hassle to the whole process. So I think it's really nice now how you can just wear it over your own glasses. And I think as well, uh, so with the previous uh, models, you had to specify your pupillary distance or the distance uh, in between the eyes so that the, the, um, the screens could be positioned in front of the eyes. But now I think, are they user adjustable now? Or... They are user adjustable. So yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. There are a lot of ways that you can customize this, but the nice thing is, and one of the things with the ESA 3 is there was the strap. Whenever you wanted to put it on or take it off, you had to do up this strap. With this, you can see how fast it is for me to put this on um, and take it off. It's just yeah. very, very yeah. quick. And I don't have to make any adjustments because the adjustments are already there. And on the inside of the visor, there are uh, like measurements. So you can set like a pupillary distance for cool. a person. Yeah. And once those are set, you don't have to touch them ever again. Um, mm -hmm. But if you want to, uh, um, you know, let your friend try the device on, then all you have to do yeah. is adjust it. They can slide the, the prisms into the position that they need them for their pupillary distance. Mm -hmm. And then when you put them back on, you can just adjust them back yourself. Excellent. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you control the device? Yeah, of course. So uh, the device comes with this remote. So it's very small. Your TV remote might be larger, and it's connected mm -hmm. uh, with Bluetooth to the eSight device. 
And with this, we can manage all the controls. We can zoom in and out. We can adjust contrast. There are binary color filters like black, white, uh, uh, color inversions, blue, yellow, that sort of thing, if that helps you with rating. Um, you can take videos and uh, things like that. That's all with the controller. Mm -hmm. Now, um, if I don't want to carry this around with me, there is a mobile app on the phone that you can download. Um, it looks like this. And with this, I can control everything that the, the remote can do. Excellent. And finally, on the uh, right arm of this device, there's this smooth spot here. And this yep. smooth spot is yep. actually a touchpad. So this uh -huh. is touch sensitive. And if you don't want to carry anything around with you, then you can slide your finger across that touchpad. You can zoom in and out. Um, you can adjust contrast up and down. Uh, and so if you really want to be hands-free, maybe you're at the grocery store, um, you know, you've got your cart in one hand and uh, you don't want to dig through your, your pockets or your purse to grab the remote. All you have to do is reach up, slide your finger, zoom in, zoom out, and uh, see what you need to see. Yeah, that's that's cool. And uh, I think with the touchpad, it's not access to all the functions. It's just the magnification and um, the colors. Is that correct? Yeah, there are a few things that are uh, remote specific that you do okay. need the remote to get to. Um, yeah. There are some ways like you can actually change the color filter um, using the touchpad uh, if you really know the controls well. Okay. Um, but like you can't take photos uh, with the yeah. touchpad. Yeah. You can't record video. Um, but that is something that I can do with the the remote here. And with the phone app, I believe that you're able to, uh, so the phone app will display the video that uh, is also being seen inside the, the headset, right? So you could uh, give your phone to somebody else and they'd be able to see on the phone what you were seeing in the headset. Is that correct? That is that is correct. So if you're yeah. like at a clinic and the, the everything is set up, then you can see, then like your um, eye care provider could see what the device is seeing mm -hmm. on your phone. Yeah. Uh, and so as yeah. you're looking around, they could see. So if you're training somebody, just like our coaches use, it's a really useful tool. But you can also do a few other things with the app um, mm -hmm. other than just using it as a remote. Uh, you can also send like any photos that you've taken with this. Yeah. You can use the app to send the photos on the device to your phone. Oh, nice. um, you could also send photos that you've taken on your phone to the device in case you want to look at those there. Uh, mm -hmm. And one of the most fun things that you can do with it is you can actually uh, mirror your phone screen on uh -huh. the e-site. Awesome. So I was I was playing around with it the other day. Um, I didn't think I'd have this much fun with it, uh, but you can actually watch YouTube videos. You could pull yes. up like YouTube, and I ended yeah. up watching like a ten-minute like dog compilation on <laughs> the device. I was that's just exactly the type of thing that I would have looked up as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's a what's a good thing to watch on this? And I ended yeah. up watching like all ten minutes of it because I was like, oh, this is this is fun. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Um, so the cool thing about that is, I mean, it doesn't. It's not limit. Uh, well, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it wouldn't be limited to YouTube. You'd be able to open any app on your phone and view it uh, directly in. Site, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. if you want to check your email and you want yeah. to use the um, the eSight to help you see that, or if you want to read a text message and it's easier to see it that way, uh, then you can just mirror that from your from your phone. So, yeah, yeah, you could also do it for like like mobile games if you really like, like mo playing games on your phone. Sure, um, sure. You can see your phone screen there. It's a little tough to do that because because um, you still have to touch the phone screen to play. Yeah, the you game. still have to yeah, touch the yeah, phone screen. Yeah. yeah. But, so, but for video, it's really good because I mean, you could get you could um, like any any video streaming app you would be able to watch video on. So whether it's like your yeah. cable provider app or um, YouTube or Netflix or you know whatever, it's it's not limited. Um, it, whatever your phone can uh, you can watch whatever you can watch video on on your phone, you can do it uh, in the exactly. site as well, which is uh, really cool. Yeah, and actually. Exactly. Um, so I had um, I had a client um, yesterday who wanted to try and see their phone screen um, using like a handheld electronic magnifier, mm -hmm. and um, it's just not like very good yeah. <laughs> trying to do it like that because like. You know, number one, um, unless you've got a, a, an electronic magnifier with a handle, like it's kind of hard to get your phone positioned under 
um, the device. Now, this right. particular device does did actually does actually have a camera that kind of comes out the top and that allows you to to write underneath. So he could get his phone under there, but then it's just like trying to trying to kind of like figure out where your hands are. Like, okay, for example, like he had his phone under the camera. So his phone was showing up on the screen of the device, but then he was trying to like use the screen of the device to use his phone, oh, which yeah. is natural. I mean, you know, you feel like yeah. you should be able to do that, but obviously it doesn't work like but that. But it, so, um, it can't quite work that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, I think the eSight is a nicer uh, solution. Uh, somebody yeah. has a question here um, from anonymous attendee. Uh, I don't think we've ever had a, an anonymous attendee with a question before, so this is our first. But uh, the question is, how much does the eSight 3 weigh? Okay. So the eSight 3 weighed about half a pound. Yeah, I think um, they probably mean eSight 4, though, because uh, yeah. that's what we're talking about today. So eSight, so eSight 4 weighs a little bit more than that uh, mm -hmm. to make to get rid of the wires, we had to add a little bit more padding in the headset. So eSight 4 weighs just about a pound. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, eSight 3, all of that weight was on the front of your face. Yes. eSight 4, this is like perfectly balanced. There are no pressure points on my head when I wear this. So like, I don't feel this at all. And I can wear yeah. this like all day long and it's not gonna get tiresome. Yeah, so the way it's supposed to be worn, because the battery, I would say, is probably the heaviest part. Yeah. Um, so that part is supposed to go kind of where the neck joins. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you like can right, see. Yeah, right like on the back, right on the back. And then the top of the halo goes kind of higher up on the uh, above the forehead type of thing. Um, yeah. As long as you've got it uh, in the correct position, which it does kind of naturally fall into that position anyway, yeah. Um, then I, w uh, yeah, I agree the weight distribution is, is really quite good. Yeah, so the, the weight of the battery in the back is offset by the weight of the visor in the front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, so it's so yeah. that's that's the whole idea behind it. And um, we we had a lot of problems with the eSight 3 and with the eSight 2 where, especially if it was hot, it would slip down your face and all of the weight would end up on your nose. Yeah, totally. um, And that yeah. just doesn't happen with this. This one, yeah. it just yeah. stays in place the whole time you're wearing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of the functionality? So you had mentioned some of the things that we have. Uh, obviously, magnification. Yeah. Um, we can uh, the, change the the colors. Um, we can do uh, photos and uh, videos. Um, so why don't you go into some of those a little bit more? Um, start with the magnification. What kind of magnification level do we get? And um, like, sure. are we able to focus up close and in the distance, or how does that work? Sure. So, so one of the nice things about the development of eSight is we've always been really, really closely connected with our users. A lot of the features that we've added have been on the recommendation of people who have used the previous device. So currently the eSight uh, magnification that's built in, um, it starts at, at 1x normal normal size, but you can increase magnification all the way up to 24x. 24x is pretty intense. Most mm -hmm. people are going to hang out like or between like one and six X, depending on what they need to see. Yep. But if you need to go up to that 24 X to, you know, read the small print on your newspaper, mm -hmm. uh, then you have that power to do so. And I believe that uh, is the highest magnification out of any of the wearables on the market. I'm not going to force you to say that if you don't know, but I, it's definitely <laughs> the, the highest of any that I've ever seen. Uh, do you know if that is the case? That's that is familiar to me as well. I think yeah. I, a lot of the other ones kind of top off around like 16 or yeah, so. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. the last time yeah. I was looking into it. But so I think, yeah. I, th I think you do have to, uh, like you said, though, uh, at 24, it's not necessarily going to be super usable because uh, yeah. that is a lot of magnification, especially yeah. on a wearable where you've got to take into account head movement and things like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it takes a little bit of of uh, training and focus to hang out at that. And you're not you're never going to be walking around at 24x. Most people are walking around at yeah. one or two X. Yeah. And then when yeah. you find something that you need to focus on, like if you're looking at, uh, you know, a can that you've taken off the shelf at the supermarket, then you would increase magnification. Maybe you need up to 24x to see, yeah. you know, yeah, whether sense. or not they're uh, what the sugar is in the yeah. nutrition facts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Never look at yeah. that, though. That's, no, that's of course idea. not. No. <laughs> yeah, better we, off not seeing that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do have a question here from Nitesh, who asks, um, does the eSight 4, uh, oh, no, actually, no, let me rephrase that. Does any part of the device, including the battery, um, get warm uh, with extended usage? It does generate a little bit of heat because there's a camera that's on all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just like your phone. You know, if you open your phone and you just leave the camera on for like 30 minutes, your phone's going to get pretty warm too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The nice part about this is 
you can see, I don't know how close I can get to the screen here, but ah, this bendy. actually isn't touching. Um, the visor itself is the part that gets warm. The battery yeah. doesn't heat yeah. up. The visor is the part that gets warm. Okay. Um, and it's not touching my face anywhere. Yeah. So there's still a bit of space for the device to vent that heat out yeah. Uh, yeah. into the air. So it's it's really not a problem. And you can wear the device for, uh, you know, six hours until the batteries die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, so the Eastlight 3 had venting on the top of the visor, so that's mm -hmm. where the heat would come out. It looks like this one is, is the same as well. And so you, you never really need to touch the, uh, like, yeah. right where the venting is. So uh, it shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be a problem. I've never noticed the one that we've had to get unusually warm or anything yeah. like that, so, yeah. The Eastlight 3 would get quite a bit warmer than this one. Um, okay. There was a spot on the top where we had to be like, don't, don't, don't touch, touch that. <laughs> There's nowhere yeah. on this where, like, it gets so hot where it's, where you can't touch it. Okay, and, so even uh, if you grabbed right at the top there, you'd yeah. still be totally fine. Yeah, yeah like I can okay. grab this and it's like, it's totally fine. And my okay. device has been on for a bit of time. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the device kind of shoots the heat out of all around it now instead of just mm -hmm. the top, which is what the e 3 did. Okay, that's uh, that's smart. So we have uh, up to 24 times magnification. Now, uh, as we uh, go up uh, in magnification with uh, these types of devices, usually we do uh, get some pixelation and lose um, some clarity. So what are your personal thoughts about how the eSight 4 does with uh, with that side of things? I think it's I think it's pretty good um, for that. Like, you know, I'm I'm fully sighted. I'm a fully sighted mm. individual, but I can still, you know, I can walk over to the windows uh, in my office. Uh, I can zoom in on uh, a sign that might be across the street from our building. Mm -hmm. And there is some text that I'll still be able to see better with the eSight device that I wouldn't be able to see with my natural vision. So okay. there is still some level of pixelation, but yeah, what this yeah. device is going for, we're not trying to replace your normal vision mm -hmm. with this device. This device aims to kind of create a relationship between um, what you can make out with the device and mm -hmm. what you can make out with your normal vision. Okay. So um, it doesn't matter that like, the text on that sign across the street isn't perfectly clear. What matters is that I can make it out. And yes, so yes, yes. Um, there, it is all digital magnification. So you do still see a bit of pixelation, especially at the higher levels. Yeah. Uh, and we did some experimenting when we were developing this. Like there were like Instagram like filters that we could apply to make everything look like smooth and nice. Right. But right. it made it much harder to read. Like it huh. smoothed out all the letters. You look at a lowercase e and it looked like an O. Oh, um, interesting. And so we decided to leave some of that pixelation in because it still made it easier to make out smaller text. And that's what's that's what it's all about. You know, we want to be able to yes. make out those yeah. details. Yes. Uh, and not see that necessarily see them exactly as they are. That's the thing. Like uh, in general, um, so when you magnify it doesn't necessarily mean then that you're going to see things perfectly clear. Yeah. Oftentimes what it actually means is you can see them to the extent that you're able to figure out what they are. So it's yeah. a combination of seeing them, but also processing that. And, you know, your brain can kind of put the pieces together. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, when I think you, that's, that's a good exactly. Thing. You know, when you're zoomed yeah. into 16x, yeah, those letters aren't going to be quite as sharp as they would be if you just walked right up to them. Yes. But yes. you don't always have that luxury. You know, if you're trying to see yeah. the scoreboard at a at a soccer game, or mm. if you are at a Starbucks and you're trying to order a coffee from a menu that's hanging from the ceiling, you can't yeah. get any closer yeah. to that. Yes. So yes. what matters is being able to zoom in and get the details. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we have a few questions here, if you don't mind. Um, sorry to uh, keep interrupting here, but uh, people are starting to, uh, to ask questions here. So uh, we have one from Gary, who asks whether eSight offer demonstrations to low vision support groups. Gary, maybe uh, you'd like to uh, just tell us where you are as well, because uh, that might help. But in general, is that something which uh, eSight do, Sam? Um, yeah. So we work with a lot of organizations like Vision Forward mm -hmm. um, that do demonstrations some yes. places will go into homes uh and do demos uh some places will host events that people can travel to and come to um uh for low vision support groups yeah you know like you can definitely reach out uh and we'd be happy to hop on like a zoom call um or you know a webinar just like this and 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 talk and offer support uh we also offer our own um virtual events so mm -hmm. every monday uh, at noon Eastern time, we have a uh, virtual coffee chat that we do. 
So anybody can join this, whether you're an eSight user, or you're just curious, and there are a lot of eSight users there. Um, our coaches often are there. Uh, and so if you've got questions, you just want to learn a little bit about the device, or if you're just looking for like low vision uh, resources, you can show up and, and they'll be happy to talk. Okay. And uh, when you get a chance, Sam, just before the end there, if you want to put your email uh, address into the chat and um, also uh, maybe some links to like the coffee chat or whatever you've got uh, with regards Definitely. to that. Now, Gary, if you are in the uh, Milwaukee area, then obviously Vision Forward uh, would be able to... Oh, here we go. Uh, Mequon, uh, Wisconsin. Okay. I'm not... You may already have guessed uh, from my accent, but I'm not uh, from uh, Wisconsin or indeed from America. So, <laughs> and I actually live in Illinois, even though I work in uh, Milwaukee. So, uh, Gary, I'm not sure how far Mequon is from Milwaukee, but um, there's a possibility that Vision Forward might be able to come out to your um, to your uh, group and do a demonstration of the eSight 4. So, uh, I'll go ahead and put uh, my contact uh, details into the chat here. Um, just give me a second to do that. And uh, so it's lscriven at vision-forward.org. I'll go ahead and put that uh, in there. Um, so Gary, let me know, uh, let me know if, if Mequon is uh, not uh, too far away from Milwaukee, then we should be able to, uh, to help you out with that. Okay, anonymous attendee again um, uh, asks, uh, how much is the eSight 4 basic unit and how much for one extra battery? Sure, great question. So. The most important thing with the eSight device is to try it first. I don't want anybody yes. to start saving their money before they know if this is the right solution for them. Um, so uh, there are a lot of ways that you can test the device if you're in the area where you can make it efficient forward um, to test it out. That's great. We also do in-home trials. You can contact us to sign up for one of those. Um, if you pass our screening, we will screen you first. We don't want to waste your time or your money. Um, and uh, if it seems like you're a good candidate, then we can send a device out uh, for you to test at home. Um, if you've tested it, uh, you know the device works for you, uh, you're going to use it, it seems like a good fit, you can purchase the device outright for just shy of $6,000, it's $59.50. If that's a bit outside of your price range, then we do have financing options uh, and we have a lot of other flexible avenues for payment that people can pursue, like we'll work with you um, for uh, if you want to file an insurance claim, um, we can help you there. The device currently isn't covered under Medicare. Um, it is something that we're working on, uh, but we have good relationships with a lot of grants and a lot of organizations that can help uh, contribute to the cost of the device. Uh, so test it out, see if it works, and then we'll work with you to find something that fits into your budget. I think that's a really good point that you make because um, there's, you know, um, sometimes you read about devices and it sounds like it's going to cure all of your all of your woes and you know uh, you'll be able to do everything that you uh, that you want to be able to do. Um, but until you've actually tried the, a device, you know you, you don't know how well it's going to work for you. And particularly yeah. with wearables in general, I think um, you know it's really really important to uh, to try them out. So it's good that uh, eSight have got um, you know something in place to to allow people to do that. And of course. Um, uh, you know, we do have the device here and uh, it is at other low vision agencies as well. And so uh, if you do want to uh, kind of try the eSight out, it's worth getting in touch with, uh, you know, a low vision group in your area and just seeing if they have it and are able to do a demonstration for you. Um, of course. So, and yeah. uh, uh, the, the battery, I see yes, I forgot yes, to yes, mention yes. that. Oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. If you need, the device comes with two batteries. If you do need more, um, then you can purchase extra batteries at about $100 per battery. Okay, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah. Okay, so we heard about the, uh, oh, sorry, go on, go ahead. So, so uh, the other thing I mentioned while we're talking about who the device works for is yes. who the device works for. I okay. think that's, it's important to be clear about that because you're right, it's, it's, it can be a life-changing device for a lot of folks, but mm -hmm. um, we need to find the right candidates. Yes. Uh, so the eSight device works best for folks that are between uh, 20 over 60 and 20 over 600 uh, in their better eye. Mm -hmm. uh, so if one of your eyes is outside of that range, uh, like if one of your eyes is stronger than that, um, uh, you probably don't need eSight quite yet. Okay. Uh, but if you are within that range, the other things that we're looking for are central vision loss is generally the folks that have the best results. So macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, um, Stargardt, retinal detachments, things like that. Um, we have good results. Um, additionally, if magnification is something that helps you, then uh, I recommend you try the device. 
magnification is usually a good indication that this device could help you as well. Yeah, so if you've got like a CCTV and it's working for you, then you know there's a good chance that this might work for you as well. Exactly, handheld yeah. magnifiers, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Other common conditions like glaucoma, retinitis pigmentosa. Um, if you've got tunnel vision, if you've got poor peripheral vision, this device is not going to increase your field of view. This is not mm -hmm. going to improve your peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. um, this device is designed for central vision loss. So. Okay. If you are an individual who is still benefited by magnification, it may still be worth um, testing the device out and seeing if it works for you. I encourage you to reach out um, and see what your options are. Uh, just be aware this isn't a device that's going to replace a white cane or a guide dog uh, or a walker or something like that. Okay, that's good. And we do have another question, which is the big daddy of all questions. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad somebody brought it up, but it does put you on the spot a little bit here, Sam. So the question is, could you please talk about any features? Oh, sorry, I should say this is also from Nitesh. Uh, could you please talk about any features that uh, make uh, that kind of uh, are different from eSight that uh, make it better than the competitors? All right, sure, I, go. <laughs> that, is, that is a big question. Yes. Uh, but luckily, I think there's a lot um, that okay. really puts us above. For one, we're really the only device that's that's totally designed around mobility. Um, so this device, you know, you take it to the grocery store, you can take it to um, a sporting event. Uh, it's designed for independence and to help allow people to be more independent. It's great that you can use this device at home. You can use this to, uh, you know, check your mail, balance your checkbook, watch television uh, in the comfort of your own home. But you can also use it to make sure you're getting on the right bus. Make sure that you're crossing the street only when the walk signal has turned on. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're buying, you know, the right variety of Coca-Cola and not the diet version. You know, that sort of thing. Um, you can That's order important. food for yourself at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want the diet version. No. So uh, being able to do those things on your own, um, go to work, go to school. We've got a lot of people that use this device for continued education um, and for uh, in places of employment. Like uh, we've got this this user um, that has eSight and uh, he's like a manager at a Wendy's, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a very fast paced environment and he needs the device to be able to read the tickets when they come through. Um, but because he has his peripheral vision free, he can just wear the device, tilt it up a little bit. Um, he can walk around and make sure he's not bumping into anybody in this fast paced kitchen. But when the ticket comes up, all he has to do is point his head down, look at the, the ticket and he can, he can get all the information that he needs. Nice, nice, nice. The other yeah. thing that eSight offers is the, the customer support. Um, aspect. Mm -hmm. So we've got a team of coaches that I mentioned before that are low vision themselves. Um, and they are always available. You have their personal contact information. And so if something comes up and you need the device, then um, uh, you can give them a call, shoot them an email uh, and let them know what's going on. And we also put on all these events that are open to the public. Anybody can join. So um, we've really put a lot of emphasis on community and mm -hmm. for like we've done in the past, um, anything that our users want to see, we want to pay attention to that and we want to provide that in future updates. Yeah, yeah. Esight's uh, Esight's kind of training and support has always been uh, always been good, and it's it's always uh, felt like it's been a focus. Like I remember the um, you know the the Esight two where there was like a big uh, kind of manual which uh, had uh, exercises in. And yeah. uh, you know you had the the at that point still you know you had the the training included in the price and and everything so it's always been there um, and that level of support you know does definitely uh, make eSight stand uh, apart um, although um, there are other companies who do have uh, good support as well so I don't want to kind of put them down um, right. but uh, but uh, eSight um, definitely does a good job at that some of the things that I, that I, I uh, you know th uh, think it excels at is. Uh, uh, it's a custom design, which not a lot of the, the wearables are. So it has been built from the ground up for the purpose. Um, it has the bioptic tilt, which I believe is, is patented. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, um, so um, as Sam was saying, like the, uh, uh, it's really designed for mobility, and it does a great job at that. Um, this particular model um, is, um, is hands-free. 
Um, it has easily interchangeable uh, batteries. It has the highest magnification, I think, of, of uh, any of the wearables. And it has some of the advanced features. For example, the fact that you can control it from your smartphone um, is um, really, really cool. And uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's unique. And uh, also like the ability to record video and things like that. So um, there's a lot um, about eSight, uh, which uh, makes it stand apart. And I think if you need something to assist you with mobility, then it's definitely worth checking it out with the proviso that, as Sam has already said, it's not going to replace your kind of usual mobility tools. So it's not going to replace your white cane. It's not going to replace your you know, guide dog. And it's not supposed to replace those things. It's supposed to aug augment them. And so as you are walking, then you are going to be kind of look, using your peripheral vision, looking underneath into the sides of the visor. When you want to see something magnified, you can either just look up into the visor or tilt your head down or whatever and go ahead and zoom in on, uh, on things. Um, so, uh, so yeah, those are the things which I've always uh, been impressed at. Now, the other thing is um, that uh, I know that in the past, and I believe in the present, um, people have um, used eSight for use with a computer and for watching television, not looking at the screen, but using direct HDMI input. Yep. And um, you can actually, now uh, I know with previous models, I should know with this one, but off the top of my head, I don't want to make a statement that's not correct. So I know with previous models, you were able to, for example, uh, plug your computer directly into the headset over HDMI and then uh, magnify using the eSight, so not using a screen magnifier on the computer or anything like that. You would zoom in using the eSight and you could pan with inertial panning just by moving your head around. Is that still, I know there is an HDMI input uh, on the eSight 4. Are you still able to do those same things I just described? Yeah, that's actually a good segue um, okay. for us because uh, we actually just released our 4.1 software update. Excellent. Um, and uh, with that came a number of improvements. And one of the things that we really worked on polishing was the HDMI features. So mm -hmm. it's, it's easier to use now. Um, there's a port at the back of one of the arms here. And okay. you can plug this right into your computer. And if you do, you'll see your computer screen on the eSight device. And while you're doing that, you can use the touchpad or the remote and you can zoom in and you can pan around the screen using that inertial panning just by moving your head. Nice. Um, you could still adjust like contrast and everything as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I believe you can invert the colors if you need to. Um, usually your computer already has those tools built in, but sure, sure. in case you don't have that option for some reason, maybe you're uh, playing on an Xbox uh, mm -hmm. and you've got the Xbox HDMI into the the headset. Maybe you want to use those tools um, there. But yeah, that's definitely an option. So we also have um, splitters that you can get. So uh, one of our coaches, uh, he plays a lot of video games and he's got a daughter who's like 10 years old. And mm -hmm. the device was really great for him because, uh, you know, it felt like he could really be more involved in his daughter growing up. And one thing that they do is they've got a splitter set up. So they play Mario Kart together. She'll play watching on the nice. TV. And mm -hmm. he has the HDMI connected right into the headset. And so they'll both sit on the couch right next to each other. She'll be looking Very at the cool. TV. He'll just yeah. be looking there, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. looking that's, at the eSight device. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a dangerous game to play, even with your daughter, because it is the kind <laughs> of game that ends friendships and relationships. So oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a brave guy. But yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's really cool. And uh, definitely, you know, uh, I've worked with younger people who uh, want a way of more accessibly uh, being able to game. So I think that's really cool. Uh, I'm just going to give a shout out here as well. We did a video a while ago on the accessibility tools built into the uh, the Xbox One. Uh, series of consoles. So uh, check out the YouTube channel. There is actually some good accessibility stuff built directly into uh, your Xbox One if you have one. And probably the PlayStation 4 as well, but I didn't have one of those. So. That's great. I have heard yeah. really good things about the Xbox's accessibility tools. So. Yeah, well, I think because uh, it's a Microsoft product, then uh, you yeah. know, they're, gen they're getting really quite good with their accessibility these days. So, yeah. uh, so that makes sense. Uh, we've got a couple more questions uh, here in the, uh, the question and answer from Diane. Um, OK. So Diane, I think, is a little bit confused about how it works because uh, Diane is asking if it makes any difference if the smartphone is I. Oh, no, sorry, no. I'm confused about Diane's question. Apologies, Diane, for, for casting aspersions on you there. No, um, yeah, so are you able to load the eSight app onto iPhone and Android, or is it just um, iPhone at the moment? iPhone works. Uh, okay. Most Android phones work. Okay. Uh, so Samsung phones work. Uh, Google phones work pretty well. Uh, if you've got a... Uh, <clears throat> more third-party 
phone that's running Android because I know that there are a lot of different Android phones. Yes, um, yes. You can still download the app. I can't guarantee that it's going to work flawlessly, okay. um, but uh, it is still there and it should be accessible. That's the thing with Android. You never know what you're going to get. And some of those cheaper Android phones are uh, yeah, slightly yeah. questionable. So uh, yeah, if, uh, if you have one of those, then uh, yes, it, it might not work. Uh, from anonymous attendee again, um, are eSight units custom tailored to an individual's specific vision loss, or can a, co a couple, both with AMD, use the same unit? Good question. You can. You could both use the same unit. Um, yes. The uh, only customization that's done uh, to the device is done when you take it out of the box. So you'd adjust how big the halo is, you adjust where the prisms sit, um, but that's it. Uh, yeah. So it's like, I could take this off, I could hand it to my coworker, they could uh, fit it to their head and adjust the prisms and then, then they'd be good to go. Um, yeah, there and, are, uh, it's really easy to do that as well. Yeah, there are some yeah. features that you might uh, customize uh, in the settings menu, like you mm -hmm. might uh, prefer like different size fonts on the menu or different color schemes or, um, uh, you might like black white color filter and they might like blue yellow color filter, mm -hmm. um, but you can just leave them both on and uh, it really isn't going to be an issue. Yeah, and um, so th that's actually an improvement over the eSight 3 and the eSight 2 where the lenses would be, uh, or the prisms, would be fixed in position yeah. according to the pupillary distances that were given at dispense. So, um, so yeah, with this one, you can just adjust those as well. So really, I mean, everything is adjustable at this point. So yeah, if, you, if you're a part of a low vision group, you could buy one and just share it between all the members. You know, each, each person gets it for a week at a time. And, uh, <laughs> there you there go. go. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Um, yeah. Cool. I know. Uh, so we've talked a lot about um, about the device here, but uh, I think uh, kind of we were supposed to talk about uh, the update, which you have just done. Right. Uh, so you told us a little bit about that, but I don't want to uh, to finish this without giving you the opportunity to say uh, anything more about that. So is there anything else that you wanted to say about uh, that update? Yeah, of course. So so the update is actually a number of exciting changes. So if you are an existing eSight user, I encourage you, if you have not already, to download that update. If their device is connected to the internet, it should give you the prompt automatically the next time you turn it on. Um, it'll tell you that there's an update ready to download. All you have to do is hit OK. A couple seconds later, it should ask you to restart, and then you'll be good to go. The update, like I mentioned, we've improved the HDMI features. Um, we've also smoothed out some of the zooming, so you, it's easier to customize the lower end of the spectrum, and it's easier to travel at the higher end of the spectrum through uh, useful zoom levels. Uh, but we've also improved our autofocus, so you get a much sharper image in pretty much every lighting environment that you might find yourself in, uh, and it should provide you uh, the uh, an in-focus image no matter what. Um, and so that is something with this device and most wearables, uh, of course, nowadays are doing this. Uh, the device manages the focus for you. Uh, mm -hmm. So you don't have to push any buttons on the remote to do the focus. If I look at something um, that I'm holding in my hand, it'll focus on that. If I look at something um, 15 feet away, it'll focus on that. And now the eSight device is better at it. OK. And I think, though, um, is it true to say that you can manual focus if you want to? Uh, but it's yes. kind of hidden. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, you can. Um, okay. But it's a mode that uh, isn't easy to get to because we don't want anyone yeah. to end there uh, accidentally. So okay, if you enough. like, like I said, for those tinkerers out there that mm -hmm. really want um, that level of customization, you can set up um, uh, a manual focus option on your device, mm -hmm. and then you can manage those for yourself. So if you're yeah. in like a, a fast-paced environment and you really want to be able to fine-tune that, then mm -hmm. it's it's available for you. Cool. That's what I thought, yeah. And I'm glad that uh, the the autofocus has improved, because we've talked in the past about it. And I, I think when it when the eSight came out, the autofocus wasn't as good as uh, perhaps it should have been. Um, yeah. So uh, I think like improvements have been made since that time. And uh, you know I'm excited that uh, you guys keep on, on working on that, because obviously it's a really important component of, uh, of uh, a wearable. And it's, it's kind of, oh, excuse me, I just dropped my headphone there. It's uh, kind of a tough um, thing to manage, because with a wearable being on the head as it is, you know, users are able to kind of look around quite quickly. And so the camera is really having to managing, you know, quite a lot um, that's going on. Um, so, uh, you know, I can definitely see where the challenge uh, lies with that type of thing, um, especially when you start to, you know, add in the, the zoom and everything as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely probably the uh, aspect of the program that 
that we have spent the most time and resources developing because yes, yeah. we need the camera to be fast. We need it to, there can't be any delay. If there's mm -hmm. any delay, you just start getting motion sick, like, like super, yeah. super quickly. Yeah. Um, so there's no delay in the camera and the focus just has to be reliable. So we've tweaked how we've calibrated our cameras. Um, we've tweaked the algorithms that we use to, to find the right focal point and um, pretty reliable experience now. Yeah. Good, that's very good to hear. Well, uh, I'm sad to say that we seem to be running out of time here. So uh, um, I'm gonna go ahead and give the exit code now for anybody who does need to uh, leave at this point. Um, so again, you can get ACVR EP credits by going to um, vision-forward.org forward slash tech talk live. And um, from there, you will see links to go ahead and fill out your survey and uh, put in your uh, entrance and exit uh, codes. So. The exit code is, let's see what it is, because again, I've forgotten what I actually wrote here. Vision. Exit code is vision. Uh, so if you do need those credits, then please make a note of that. All right, well, uh, I guess then we're, we're wrapping up here. Um, but I will ask you before we uh, say goodbye, um, if there's anything that you're allowed to talk about that might be on the horizon, or just anything else uh, exciting that you might want to share with us today? Well, so I will say that the uh, one of the other things with the update is um, this is the first of our big ones, but we do have other ones planned. And any features that we add uh, on the horizon will be free to download. So if you've got things that you want to see added, come to one of our coffee chats and mention it. And, uh, you know, we'll add it to the list, um, you know, we have a history of adding things that people have asked um you know for example there is a flashlight on this device yes yes that uh Ooh, was right was added on recommendation of one of our users so um oh. if you want to see it happen we're not going to know unless you tell us so um yeah. come to one of our events um shoot me an email and uh, any of those updates that we can do software wise will be free to download and uh, the email for those uh, who haven't seen it is samuel at esiteeyewear.com. And of course, the website is esiteeyewear.com as well. So feel free to, uh, to visit those. And of course, you can also uh, give us a call here at Vision Forward, 414-615-0103. I will put that in the chat here um, if you've got any questions about this device or any other device or if you just want to have a chat, you know, whatever, the phone lines are open. So feel free to give us a call um, about, uh, about that. Okay, well, um, I guess that's it. Anything else to say, Sam? Or do you, do you feel like you've uh, covered everything that you need to cover? The time has really flown by. So yes, I really, really appreciate being here. Uh, I appreciate yes. this opportunity to speak. And I uh, am so glad everybody came and asked all these great questions. Yes, me too. Yes, thank you everybody for your questions as usual and thank you for attending and thank you Sam for coming on. Uh, it's, uh, it's been fun. Um, it looks like, uh, yep, we had a couple of people saying thank you. So thank you to you for joining. And of course, please do join us in another two weeks time when we will be doing something. I'm not exactly sure what, but I'll tell you two things I'm uh, trying to do. Number one, I'm trying to get somebody from Brainport to come on and speak with us. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Brainport is a wearable device designed for people who are blind. And it works in a strange way by uh, having a electric stimulus uh, thing that you put on your tongue that basically draws what the camera is seeing on your tongue. So if you want to learn how to see with your tongue, then you definitely want to stay tuned uh, for that. And that could be in two weeks time. But if it's not that, I'm also um, talking to somebody to come on to talk about the intracortical uh, visual prosthesis, which is a electronic chip which would be implanted on the visual cortex. And uh, that would be stimulated by uh, wirelessly by a pair of um, glasses with a camera in the front and hopefully would give vision to people who are blind um, by actually uh, bypassing the optic nerve and going straight to the visual cortex. Now, um, this is something which is still in, under development and they're gonna be doing trials. I think that's uh, this year or next year that they'll be starting the trials. And so, uh, sounds very interesting and the technology marches on ever forward. So uh, yes, that may be what we see in, in two weeks time as well. 
But uh, at the moment, nothing is set in stone. So that means you're just going to have to tune in to find out uh, what is going on. So two weeks uh, time, same place, same time. And uh, I will just leave you by asking you to visit our YouTube channel if you are interested. We do have recordings of all of these Tech Talk Lives, as well as our more produced uh, videos. And uh, I think we have over 100 videos there now. So there's a lot of good content on assistive technology devices, tips, and tricks. So uh, do go ahead and visit that if you have a moment, youtube.com forward slash in focus technology if you like what you see subscribe to the channel and uh, also do like uh, the videos if you like them if you don't like them you can just uh, you know do an unlike instead whatever you want uh, with that being said i will say thank you again to sam thank you to everybody who joined us and we look forward to seeing you in two weeks time bye for now Thanks for joining us for another Tech Talk Live. If you enjoyed Corey and Luke's antics, join us again in two weeks. To register, visit vision-forward.org slash Tech Talk Live.